You're watching the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates' Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now here's today's lesson. Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters. It's good to see you again. Brother Walton, Reverend Walton from Jail Ministry. Uh, glad we got this opportunity. Uh, I'm more relaxed today in my dress than I normally am when we do these things, but that's all right. There is no requirement in the Bible. In fact, the Bible actually says, he that's in the gay clothing, you know, or, or highly well-dressed, you know, don't show him no favoritism, you know. So uh, uh, pretend I'm in my orange jumpsuit and uh, my flip-flops, and here we are. Amen. So go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to uh, Matthew chapter 6. The, the title of the message is Forgiveness Part 2, but it, it also could be God Please Forgive Us. And uh, um, I want to look at something that we looked at, but this wasn't the topic of our subject. We were talking about forgiving people, amen, before. So as you're in Matthew chapter 6, uh, I'm going to start at verse 11, but we want verses 14 and 15 for our message today. Uh, we all know the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer. This is the model prayer when uh, uh, it's called a lot of times in the Bible the, the Lord's Prayer. It's his model prayer where Jesus actually prays for us is John chapter 17. This is the model prayer. Lord, teach us to pray is what they wanted to know. So here we go in verse 11. It says, give us this day our daily bread. Amen. God tells you to be concerned about meeting your needs for today. Don't be looking 100 years down the road. There's nothing wrong with planning, but don't let planning get in the way of the Spirit of God and what God wants to do with you in your life. Amen? So, so give us this day our daily bread. God's promising you, I'm going to take care of you every day. And uh, forgive us our debts. Now, here we go with forgiveness now. And forgive us our debts and, uh, as we forgive our debtors. Amen? So he told you, I'm going to forgive you in proportion to you forgiving them. Now, that's him talking to you, but it's the way it's worded is you talking to him. And, and when we get to 14 and 15, we'll get deeper into it. Amen. Verse 13. And do not lead us into temptation. Pray for God to deliver. You know that there's some temptations we can't handle. Amen. And, and you need to pray and ask God, hey, God, keep me, keep me away from temptation. All right. Back in the day, marijuana. Back in the day. Uh, all kinds of women and things for me. Back in the day, liquor and other drugs, amen? Back in the day, and you fill in the blank. And it may not be back in the day for you, it may be today. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, Satan, who will let all those temptations come by. Don't think for a Satan, he doesn't know what you're uh, uh, open to, amen? As I've grown in Christ, the temptations have fallen off, Amen? But deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, 14 and 15. Forgiveness part two. God, please forgive us. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But, only a three-letter word with a comma. But, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Amen. 
So if you're an unforgiving person and you're holding grudges and 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 venom and and hatred and anger and I want to get them. They did this to me when I was a child, and I'm going to get them. Mama, daddy, brother, sister, neighbor, friend, whoever. I'm going to get them. We're not going to turn to it, but God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. God is the one who repays for that stuff. Amen. He is the perfect judge. You're not qualified to judge somebody else. You don't know their heart. You don't know if what they were doing. They were really trying to get you. Amen. But you want to hold it against them. You know, and, and what did he say there? For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Forgive. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Amen. So uh, let's have a word of prayer and then we'll start in our lessons about you. You be a forgiving person. Amen. You allow God to forgive you. Verse 15. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. We need to ask God to forgive us. We already talked about being forgiven in part one. Forgive people. I don't care what they've done to you. Murder, rape, robbery, whatever they've done to you. Forgive them and move on. Leave vengeance to God. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. It's in Romans chapter 12, verse 19 on down. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. Give place to wrath. Give, get out of the way and let him do it. You quit trying to do it and let him do it. You'll just consume yourself and kill yourself by doing that. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your almighty, awesome and powerful word. I pray for the men and women that are listening to this message. Uh, I pray that it would have a great free reign. Uh, uh, in uh, 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 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter uh, 3, verse 9, it says, And the word of God cannot be bound. It cannot be locked up. I pray their hearts and minds will be set free. I pray for your spirit to lead and guide me. Put a guard on my lips. Let me just say that which needs to be said. Pray for all of them. Pray for us here. Pray for GL ministry to see day, greater days ahead than behind. Pray for your anointing and power, dear Heavenly Father. Lead God and direct us. Pray for our respective families and homes. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So we started right there in verse 15. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Amen. I want to talk about you forgiving them. Now, start with me if you would. We're going to look at three or four passages dealing with forgiveness. And uh, turn with me if you would. Proverbs 28, 13. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 3, the book of wisdom. What do we all need? We need to be wise. If we were wise, we wouldn't be in jail or prison today. And by the way, when I say jail or prison today, some of y'all are talking about, oh, yeah, he's talking about us over here locked up behind bars in the jail or the uh, county or federal or state prison. You know what? There's people on the street that are in prison today. So if we would forgive ourselves and forgive our situation, lo and behold, God might be able to set us free. Amen. We're not free because of our own doings, okay? Uh, 2813 in uh, uh, the Holy Bible, the almighty, everlasting, eternal, inerrant, powerful word of God. It says, he who covers his sins. So instead of confessing your sins to God, you're trying to hide them from God or you're trying to mock God and say, well, I'm going to do it, but I don't think God's going to do anything about it. Or everybody does this. He who covers his sins will not prosper. But whoever confesses and forsakes them 
will have mercy. Amen. So he says, whoever covers his sins will not prosper. You need to keep a short account with God. What am I talking about? You need to confess your sins right away. Whether it's a mental sin where you were lusting after some woman or some man. All right. Or whether it was a physical sin where you actually literally did something. Whatever you're in jail for now today and everything else you can think of. You know, the truth of the matter is sometimes people will say God ain't, ain't doing me right. Most of us have did a thousand crimes and God only let them charge us with one crime. If we were all live and together right now today, a lot of y'all be raising your hands and saying, amen, shaking your head. I did a thousand. God only let them catch me for one. Amen. We need, we need to confess our sins so that we can prosper. When he says prosper here, he's not necessarily talking about uh, getting a lot of money, being a billionaire or a millionaire. The truth of the matter is God couldn't give a lot of us a million dollars or a billion dollars because we couldn't handle it. I looked at that Lindell fellow, you know, the guy with the pillow commercials and everything. Uh, uh, I can't think of his first name right now, Mark or Jack Mendel, but, but, but Lindell, that fellow right there, what is it? Mike, Mike Lindell. Oh, Mike Lindell is a hardcore, a high price a Christian man, a, a, a alcoholic. He ain't been drinking for a decade or two now, but he was an alcoholic, a hardcore drunk, drunk on the road in the ditch, in the gutter, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. Then he got saved, and now he's a billionaire, and he's only in his 50s. And yes, he reads his Bible faithfully. Yes, he prays faithfully. Yes, he's faithful to services. Yes, he is a born-again Christian, and you can tell it by his walk and his life. He has a tremendous testimony. But that man right there, verse 13, he who covers his sins will not prosper. He's prospering. Not only is he prospering spiritually, emotionally, physically, materially, his cup runneth over. God got enough for all of us. Ain't no limit. You don't need to worry about taking his or taking hers or taking theirs or this, that, and the other. No, no. He got enough for all of us because he's God and there is no limits with God. But whoever confesses and forsakes them, their sins, will have mercy. You know what? You might be saying, I ain't getting the mercy of God. Well, you ain't confess your sins either. Amen. How about confessing those things? How about getting right with them? How about turning from them? Amen. Uh, and as you know, it says, whoever confesses and forsakes them. Well, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, a marijuana addict. Well, how about praying to God and ask him to deliver you from the marijuana? And mean it. God, you know how much I like it. It's a God to me. God, help me confess it and forsake it. And then I can receive the mercy and grace you want to give me. Amen. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on all these. Uh, I got a few more to go and I don't want to miss out. Turn it over to your left to uh, Psalms chapter 66 and verse 18. And uh, just a few passages about forgiveness. 66, 18 says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, and you might think, what is he talking about, regard iniquity in my heart? David regarded iniquity into his heart about Bathsheba. I believe we were preaching about him and Bathsheba last week or the week before that, amen? Man, he was just madly in love with Bathsheba and just couldn't let her out of his sight and had to, had to have sex with her all the time. Only one problem, Bathsheba's married to Uriah the Hittite. So while her husband is out of town, over here in the war, fighting for David and, and Israel in the land of uh, God's land. 
David's over here regarding this iniquity, this sin. In fact, he loves her so much and he wants her so much, he eventually has her husband murdered by the enemy soldiers. He told Joab to send him over there in the hottest part of the battle where he was pretty sure he'd get killed, struck down in war. Then David waited 30 days after he was dead, and then David went and married his wife, Bathsheba. It didn't work out. She got pregnant with a baby and all this, and uh, God took the baby. David lost four sons because of that hot moment with Bathsheba. If I regard iniquity in my heart, you know what you need to do if you're in love with cocaine, marijuana, crystal meth, other people's wives? God help me. I know your Bible says this is wrong. God help me. God deliver me from this. I promise you, he will do it. Just keep praying it every day. Read your Bible and pray. And every day just pray. Every time you think, God, please deliver me from that. That's wrong. Why is it wrong? Because you said it's wrong. By the way, let me say something to you. Well, I love her. Somebody wants to tell me that. Let me tell you something. David was in love with Bathsheba, but it wasn't right with God. Amen. All right. She's somebody else's wife. That's why you ought not go looking and sniffing around someplace. You ain't got no place looking around and sniffing at. Amen. You need to keep yourself at home with your wife. Let every man have his own wife. Amen. Let every man, uh, uh, let her breast satisfy you at all times, it says in the book of Proverbs. Amen. You need to have your own wife and keep your moral self safe. Amen. All right. You know, uh, I've made it a habit. I got saved when I was 20 and at 30. I said, in order for me to live, live for God, you know what I do with women? I just look from here on up. I don't look at all the rest of it. Amen. Why? I'm a normal man. I'm a normal red-blooded man. I like women. Amen. By the way, God made us to like women. Amen. All right. And, I, and, and uh, I'm talking about now there's liking friendship and there's liking the other kind. I'm talking about the other kind. So to avoid that, I look from here on up. I don't need to be looking at everything else. Amen. Ain't, ain't none of mine. Ain't no need to look at it. Amen. Ain't no need to stealing somebody else's stuff. By the way, if that was your sister, your mama, your, your wife, you wouldn't like them doing it. Amen. So don't you do the same thing. Don't be a hypocrite. Amen. So if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Understand something. God's ear works. His hand, arm, or ear is not short that it cannot. He's doing it on purpose. He's saying, until you get right on this, I ain't messing with the rest. Amen. So, you know, he said, gee, it seems like I'm praying to God, but God ain't listening. Well, maybe you got some stuff you ain't confessed. Amen. Maybe you got some iniquity that you ain't shared with him and, 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 and got it right with him and everything like that. Amen. And, uh, uh. All right, that's all I want to say on 66.18. Now turn over to 1 John 1 and 9. This is the verse. Every Christian uses this all day long. I don't care how spiritual you think you are. If you write with God, you use 1 John 1 9 all day long. Now I need to tell you before I read it, 1 John 1 9 is in the context of this passage. He is talking to believers. John is writing to believers. Look at 1 John 1, 9, not St. John, not the Gospel of John. Back in the back of the Bible, a few books before uh, Revelation, 1, 1, 1, it says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, concerning the word of life. The life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest to us. Amen. What is he, what is he say? He's writing to a church. And he's talking about Jesus. And he's talking about the believers being right with Jesus. Amen. Being right with God. Now we're in 1 John 1, 9, but I want to start at verse 8. The context of this, he's talking to save people. If we say, 
saved people, not unsaved people, that we have no sin. We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Truth. And you should know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Amen. The truth is not in us when we sit there and say, oh, we don't sin. And there's some Christian groups that say, once you get saved, you don't sin anymore. That's a lie. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I tell people this. I'm not sinless. Since I got saved August 6, 1979, I'm not sinless, but I sin a whole lot less. And I sure don't do these big monster sins like I did before that would land me in the pokey. Or like I said, uh, uh, doing drugs and alcohol and whoremongering and all that other stuff. Amen. I done done it all. I ain't better than nobody else on the, anywhere on the face of God's green earth. Amen. Thank God for Jesus and his deliverance. Thank God for the church that preaches the word of God. Thank God for the Bible. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for preachers who, who lovingly and kindly speak the truth of the word of God. If I'm stepping on your toes, God bless you. You ought to say, thank you, God. He stepped on my toes and talked about me today. Amen. You can only get right if you will confess and forsake it. Amen. And you can't do it unless somebody challenges you. You know what? I think about this. God wrote this stuff down. He loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Well, here's my point. Here's my point. He's telling you all this hard stuff because he loves you. Jesus preached more on hell than he did on heaven. Why did he do that? Because he doesn't want us to go to hell. Once you get down there, you can never get out. It's too late then. You got to decide now. Verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I'm going to skip to 10 and go back to 9. If we say, again, Christian people, the church, that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. We make him a liar when we say we have not sinned. The Bible tells you in Romans chapter 3, verse 10 on down, all have sinned to come short of the glory. There's none righteous. There's none that seeketh after God. Our, 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 our throats are open in sepulchers. We're graves. They're, they're dead man's bones. We speak in evil stuff. Verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. The word is the truth that brings freedom. The word brings freedom and truth. It challenges us to live for him. I'm still being challenged and I'm doing better now. I'm living a better life now than I've ever lived. And I'm still be, I'll be challenged until I get my new glorified body. When I pass from this life to the next one, in the twinkling of an eye, I'll go from this old corrupt uh, 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 tabernacle or tent to an eternal, glorious tabernacle and tent. And I'll be a young, handsome man all over again. I know I'm kind of hard to look at nowadays, but got to take what you can get. Amen. Verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Verse 9, here it is. If we... Christian believers, confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's unpack that a little bit. Let's break it down. If we confess our sins, tell God, by the way, don't God already know what your sins are? Yes. Why does he want us to confess them? That means you're serious about getting out of that mess. That, that means you're acknowledging his truth, his word and his right and his authority and his power and his truth. If we confess our sins, he already knows where they are. Just go on and tell him. You know? Why are you going to get chastised for them? Why are you going to get beat? Confess them and say, God, help me. The, uh, 
12 Hebrew spies went into the promised land that had been promised to them 550 years before this. 12 spies came back. 10 of them gave a bad report. Two of them gave a good report. The 10 bad ones said, there's no way we can take the land. It's too hard. It's too big. There's giants. There's walled cities. It's, it's impossible. We can't take the land. They're right. You can't take the land. But you plus God can do anything. Amen. You plus God is the majority. So the two other spies, Joshua and Caleb, they said, we can take it. We can do it. We just need to do it with God. If we confess our sins, we can do it with God and we can conquer every, everything in the world. Amen. Cocaine ain't got nothing on God. Heroin ain't got nothing on God. Liquor ain't got nothing on God. Your Bathsheba ain't got nothing on God. Can I get a witness? Amen. You fill in the blank. Thank you, sir. You fill in the blank. And it says, if we confess our sins, he, God, the one who died for you on the cross and his father who spoke the world into existence, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. He wants forgiveness. It is a faithful and true saying that Christ Jesus came in the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. I'm saying that about me, but Paul said it in the Bible. So it's talking about Paul. He had wasted the church. He had destroyed the church. He had killed him, imprisoned him, made him denounce Jesus Christ. There's all kinds of stuff. He said, man, I'm not worthy. I'm the worst, the least of all the apostles because I wasted the church. My point being is <laughs> he wants to forgive us. Amen. Will you allow him to forgive you? Will you take that step? Will you truly, faithfully and uh, lovingly go to him? Say, God, I'm a, I'm a sinner and I, I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And, and uh, I'm a sinner who's saved and I got some problems. I got some sin issues. Uh, whatever they may be, I don't know what they are. You, you put it in there, you know. And uh, uh, will you go to him? I've showed you three passages and I start off with, I won't forgive you if you don't forgive them. Well, if you don't confess your sins. One of them is, God, I hate my daddy. He did this to me. I know a little girl. She's 20 now, but. When she was 14 years old, her daddy used to make her do incest with him. Made her sleep in the bed with him. That's perversion. She hated him. And it was killing her. Finally, I said, I, I know you don't want to hear this, but you need to, you need, her name was Angel down in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I said, Angel, you, you, need, you need to tell God that you forgive your daddy and you're turning it over to him. I forgive him and I'm turning it over to you, God. You take care of it. I'm not qualified to take care of it. Amen. What a truly evil man to do what he did. But I, I do not know all of his past, whatever. Let God judge him. Amen. Let God judge him. I can tell you other stories where some man uh, uh, lied on a man and ruined his reputation. Ruined it. It was a lie. And eventually it came out that it was a lie. Be certain your sin will find you out. But you know what? By then it was too late. It, everything was ruined and wrecked. And there he was. Amen. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Look at this. And to cleanse us from all. You know what? You confess what you remember. He says, I'll cleanse you of everything, even what you don't remember. Amen. Woo. What a deal. What a God. Amen. What a God. All right. Let's go to the conclusion. Turn over to Luke 18. Luke chapter 18. I'm sorry to make y'all turn so much today. Luke 18. Verses 9 through 14. He also spoke a parable to some who 
trusted in themselves. Are you trusted in yourself or are you trusted in Jesus? The 10 spies that gave that bad report on the land, God killed them 15 minutes later, okay? The two other ones, they lived uh, 120, 130, 140 years, amen? But them 10 spies that lied, they were all less than 40 years old, they died right there in the wilderness. They never saw God's rest. They were saved. They were born again at the Passover uh, when the death angel came through. They survived. They put the blood on the door. So you might be saved, but you might not be living in the fullness, the faith rest that God has for you. Verse 10, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. One of them went up there. He was the biggest big time TV preacher in the world. And the other one uh, 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 was the dirtiest low down drug whoremongering uh, prostitute slut in the whole world. And guess what? God didn't hear the, the big time preacher. He heard the, the low down person. Look at the verse next 11. The Pharisee stood and prayed. Watch with this. Thus with himself. He was praying. Yes, God heard, but God didn't pay a bit of attention to it. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, uh, uh, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. That was the worst sinner in the world at the time the Bible was written. Amen. This part of it. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as arise, raise his eyes to heaven, but beat on his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That one's me. Amen. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, help me, save me, deliver me. Amen. It's not a selfish prayer. It's what God commanded you to do. God, I got all these issues and problems and things, and I'm just asking you, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the church. All right, let's have a word of prayer. I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and the prayer is going to go something like this. God, help me. Pray about those people I don't like. Help me forgive them. God, help me confess my sins and turn it all over to you and let you run my life. I, I, God's not my co-pilot. God is my pilot. Let me, let you run my life. I've been running my life and you fill in the blank how long and look where it's got me. Now I'm in jail or prison or on drugs or alcohol or whatever the case may be. Amen. God, forgive me. David said that. He said to Nathan the prophet in 2 Samuel chapter 11, there remains no sacrifice for my sin. What I have done, there is nothing that can do it. He didn't try to lie, hee-haw around, make excuses. She was so beautiful. She was this, or I saw her naked. He, he just, God, please forgive me. And God, I'm asking you today to have all these people say, God, please forgive me for hating on somebody, somebody, or, or whatever it may be, let me turn it over to you, God. My best friend did me wrong. My mama and daddy did me wrong. Uh, whoever it is or whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, I, I turn it over to you, God, and ask you to forgive me and help me be a forgiving person. And God, please cleanse me of my sins. I confess them all to you, dear Heavenly Father. One by one, drugs, alcohol, lying, cheating, stealing, hormones, whatever it is, God, forgive me. Help me read my Bible every day. Help me pray. Help me uh, uh, go to church when there's a Bible preaching church around. And help me hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for your time. We'll see you again next week. God bless you, brothers and sisters.